So this afternoon I'd like to give a, another you know, guided meditation on the first foundation of mindfulness. And it's, I want to do a meditation on death, which is also you know, uh, mainly traditionally falls under the uh, foundation of body. And as Antusika was guiding us at, you know, through the elements, that's one you know, contemplation of the body. And then there would be traditionally also you know, contemplating parts of the body, for example, hair of the head and skin, flesh and bones and things like this, or the organs. And that the third one is, is corpse contemplation traditionally. And what I'm guiding us through the day is like a, you know, a, it's not corpse contemplation, but it's the, the contemplation of the inevitability of all of us here, you know, that we're going to die at one point. We just don't know when. And, and this contemplation is, is a way, you know, to bring that intentionally to mind. And it's considered, you know, to arouse a sense of urgency in the practice. Like in the suttas it's written is like to practice as if our hair would be on fire, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, usually we don't practice in that way. And, and this, this form of meditation is not there, you know, to kind of make you feel uh, scared or anything, but it's just there to remind us it's uncertain when we will die and is there you know, any unfinished business we can attend to in terms of, you know, are there any unwholesome qualities in ourselves which we could make more effort, you know, to kind of have a closer look at those unwholesome qualities so not to take them with us, you know, when we die. Because then those qualities, they will influence, you know, our next um, opportunity. So the more of this, you know, unwholesome luggage we can leave behind before we die, the better will be the chances, you know, that our next uh, round of rebirth will be a fortunate one, you know, where we have all we need in order to practice. Maybe, you know, where we meet the teachings maybe earlier than we have met them this lifetime. And, you know, all kinds of of, of contemplations in that way. And I don't know if that, you know, sounds kind of weird to you or not, but I'm going to do it anyway, because, <laughs> you know, those, some of those concepts, they might sometimes feel a bit outlandish, you know, to West Coast uh, contemporary people. <laughs> but sometimes it's really good, you know, to shock the mind a little bit, because, you know, mind is so used to its ways and... Uh, to, you know, introduce such concepts. I do it with an intention, you know, of supporting us in the practice. And uh, maybe you just, you know, try to open up to this because it is a very, you know, old wisdom teaching. And uh, it, you know, its main intention is to go against the grain of the conditioned mind. And, you know, and some of the instructions are more strange than others, but they all, you know, go in the same direction. So, just let's, you know, find a posture you can sustain for 40 minutes. 
And, you know, and the basic message of this uh, contemplation is, you know, I am not ex exempt from this fate of dying. Because you know, everybody, whoever has been born at the same time when that being was born, the death comes with birth. You know, death comes with birth. At the moment you are born, there's the danger that you're gonna die. Before you're born, there is, there is not. So you know, death is the opposite of birth, but not necessarily opposite of life because life goes on. But if you know, one being is born and takes a body and then puts the body down, that's called death, and then takes the next body. Until you know, full enlightenment, then that mainstream doesn't need to come back to kind of take another body. That's you know, how the Buddha has been uh, instructing us. And it's, a, it's maybe you know, the most radical teaching on impermanent we can reflect on, on impermanence. You know, reflecting on impermanence of flowers and things is kind of easier than reflecting on impermanence of one's own body. And uh, it's called maranasati. Sati, mindfulness, and marana, death. Mindfulness of death. And you know, if we if we manage to integrate death, you know, more into our lives, our lives take on a more kind of joy and more strength. And funny enough, you know, we start to feel more fully alive. It's kind of as a paradox, but you know, if we really open ourselves to that possibility that this might be our last day, our last breath, it kind of it enlivens us if we do it in the right way. Which means you know, not kind of thinking about it, but really kind of just letting it come in and, and resonate. It's just one other law of nature you know, which we can familiarize ourselves with. And also the, the word Nibbana, uh, one word for it is, is the deathless. You know, once death has been fully understood. And also if we don't consider death, it's much easier to get lost you know, in the world with all its different, you know, ways how we can distract ourselves, reflecting on death can really help, you know, to prioritize better. So, you know, this, this uh, reflection on death, there's three main themes, and, and each main theme has three sub-themes, and the main themes are, number one, death is inevitable, the second one is arrival of death is uncertain. And the third one is when we die, we have to relinquish everything. So I'm just going to now, you're just sitting and breathing in and breathing out. As usual, you know, the main, our main object of meditation, just simply body sitting and breathing in and breathing out.
And then, you know, when we have found certain stability, do that for a few minutes and then we can start with just listening to what I'm saying. And just let that kind of drop in and see what happens. Like, you know, taking a stone and dropping it in a pond, it ripples. And the, the words I'm saying, they're going to just ripple through your system. That's the practice. You don't have to do anything else. Just not resisting it. And if there is resistance, noticing the resistance. So death is inevitable. How do we know this? Every other being who lived before me has died. Powerful kings and queens of the past, presidents, wealthy people, famous people, holy people, all have died. I can't be an exception. I can't be an exception. Death comes along at the moment of birth. We always think death lies in the future, but actually at the moment I am born, my death has co-arisen, always lurking in the background. When causes and conditions come, I have to die. When causes and conditions come, I have to die. Every moment I'm moving ever closer to death. At morning when, when the sun rises, it moves ever closer to sunset. So from birth, prime of life, to old age, ever closer to death, every year, every month, every day, every hour, every minute, every second, I draw closer to my end.
every day, every hour, every minute, every second, I draw closer to my end. Arrival of death is uncertain. Time of death is unpredictable. You can die in childhood, adolescence, prime of life, middle age, old age. We don't know when. We could die today. The place of my death is unpredictable. Could be in hospital, at home, while driving, while walking, while being in a train or in a plane, here at Spirit Rock. We don't know where. It's unpredictable. And the cause of death is also unpredictable. It can be, could be a stroke, could be ca cancer, can be an accident, can be get killed, can fall from a high place. There's countless possibilities. We don't know how it's going to happen. So the time, the place, and the cause of death are unpredictable.
And when we die, we have to relinquish everything. All material possessions and status, position, name, fame, all external acquisitions have to be left behind. The only thing we can take with us is the, the quality of the mind. Because it's not a thing, we can take it. It's going to determine our next existence. All who are near and dear will be separated from our parents, children, spouses, friends, relatives, pets. They all have to be left behind when we die. My body and personality, my whole identity based on it, must be given up. We can only take our karmic volitional formations, our disposition of character, which we have created. And your meditation is a powerful tool to you know to fashion that in an intentional way. So, and then, you know, we go again through the main themes once more. First one is, death is inevitable. And the second one is uh, arrival of death is uncertain. And the third one, when we die, we have to relinquish everything. And then we can merge all those three sub-themes into one sentence, one statement saying, death is inevitable. And then we can just go back to the main practice of just being with the body, breathing in and breathing out. And in the moment when we breathe in, we can just maybe think death is inevitable or this could be my last breath and breathing out, letting go, relaxing. So breathing in, this could be my last breath, or death is inevitable, and breathing out, you know, relaxing, letting go.
And if you want, you know, you can flash, flash in your mind a picture, image of, of yourself. You're not just lying there, death, as a corpse. This could be my last breath. And then just letting go and relaxing into that truth. And if we now familiarize ourselves with this thought, it, it's actually a relief. It's a relief to kind of open ourselves to the truth. And then we could say, you know, this meditation is a, a training in the art of dying. Which, you know, which we can cultivate. Rather than scrambling, you know, to pretend it's not happening. We can make the best out of it. which is, you know, using it to enliven the practice and arouse a sense of urgency. And then setting things into perspective. So breathing in, thinking, this could be my last breath. And breathing out and relaxing and letting go.
This could be my last breath. And then relaxing into the truth. And there's another almost 20 minutes now, just can go back to the main meditation object, the body breathing.
we have again a group practice discussions. Please look on the sheet out in the foyer and then yoga, gentle yoga with Marcy and walking meditation. And then we see you back here at uh, 3.45 and the bell will go at 3.35. Thank you. And tonight there will be questions and answers if you probably have seen the basket out there. <coughs> Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.